Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Talking Wyndham podcast and a special one today. They all are. But this one, uh, we're talking to the new mayor of the city of Wyndham, uh, elected to the council in 2016. Well, we'll talk to him about his history, but uh, Josh Gilligan, of course, is his name, uh, has been a councillor now for a couple of years and uh, just a couple of weeks ago was elected as the youngest ever mayor of the city of Wyndham. He's uh, got a lot of ideas, got a lot of fresh ideas, got a lot to say about uh, what's going on in our city, and we need to find out uh, all these questions I've got for him, the answers. So let's get to it for this week in the Talking Wyndham podcast. Joining me on the Talking Wyndham podcast, as I mentioned, is the uh, the Mayor of the City of Wyndham, uh, Councillor Josh Gillingham. G'day, Josh. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me on the program. No, pleasure. Um, how's it feel to be the Mayor of our fine city? Look, it's an exciting moment for anybody uh, that gets to take on this role. And uh, to be able to do that uh, in the fourth year, which will be the final year of the council term, is an even greater privilege. So I'm looking forward to tackling We'll continue to tackling some of the issues that we've got here in the city. Well, uh, we'll get to the issues in a, in a tick, and uh, there are many, as you know, many and varied. Uh, but just, uh, I mean, uh, what what attracted you in the first place to want to to want to run for council, and uh, when you're elected back in 2016? Look, for me, I've always uh, believed that I should give back where I can, and so to be able to do that uh, in an elected based role is a great opportunity to do so. So, as you mentioned, I was fortunate enough to be elected uh, in 2016, uh, and this is, of course, then my first term uh, as a councillor. And as you would know, in terms of the city of Wyndham, there is just so much here to do. And to be able to do that in an elected capacity as a local councillor, working with my colleagues in areas such as kinders, the libraries, uh, to all sorts of issues, whether it be advocating for state and federal uh, related issues, these are the types of things that you get to do uh, as a local councillor. So always been passionate about helping people and in my view this is a great opportunity to do that Uh, and so that's uh, why I put up my hand uh, and was able to be elected uh, on good fortune uh, with residents in Chafee Ward choosing to elect me as one of four councillors in the ward. One of the things that happens when you get into a job is you find out a whole lot of things you didn't know are involved in the job uh, from the outside, but when you get on the inside and put your feet under the desk, oh, wow, there's all this stuff to do. Is, was that a uh, sort of a, an eye-opening exercise for you when you actually uh, got into council? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if we're, we're talking about a, a budget that's hundreds of millions of dollars per year and, and the sort of things that we're involved with as a council really does open your mind up the types of things that we can do. As I mentioned earlier, whether we're in kinders, uh, to libraries, to even parks and open space, and the type of role that local government plays, uh, it really is the government, the tier of government that's closest to the people. Uh, And there's all sorts of things that you can be talking about, Kevin. It could be from one week we're in a briefing having a conversation around, you know, planning matters, which is usually what most people would know council is involved with and the typical conversation around rates, roads and rubbish. 
but in, in terms of wind and sea, we really do bat above our weight around looking at the broader picture of those types of issues. How do we make sure we've got enough schools in the community? How do we service a population that's expected to be over half a million people by 2041? We're on, we've got a, something like 95 babies being born here each and every week, and we're quite involved in terms of the maternal and child health services that we provide as a council. So the spectrum of issues, we know that there's 70% of uh, working people in Wyndham leave our city uh, to uh, to essentially work. And it's really things like um, being able to make decisions that influence how we reduce that number, creating local jobs for local people. So it's these types of things that you really, uh, I guess, are opened up to uh, as a person who was elected in 2016 and thinking about it today as a mayor, there's just so much more that I um, am surprised that we get to do than what I would have known as I stepped through uh, the doors uh, back in 2016. It's it's an enormous, as you mentioned, enormous scope of uh, of things that uh, that the council has to be across. And now, as mayor, I guess you you go from just being a a singular portfolio holder into being someone who has to be across everything that the council does. It's an enormous job. Oh, absolutely, and uh, it's been. In terms of the reaction, it's been overwhelming, uh, overwhelmingly positive, uh, Kevin, in terms of people that have been very supportive about uh, being able to take on that role for the final 12 months. And as I mentioned, the sort of things that you're able to uh, work on and work with. And I guess as a mayor, you've got to take a real holistic approach, uh, yep. not just considering just your ward, but also the whole of the city. And as a result, you gain a, a much greater appreciation of the types of things that we have going on in our city, whether it be out in Point Cook and Williams Landing or in Tarnit, such as where I live. So really, uh, the spectrum of things that you have to gain a, a real understanding of, the types of issues. There's always issues I've had many meetings uh, in the mayoral office about the types of issues that, as a councillor, you uh, may not uh, get as much detail on as, as, say, the mayor of the day for obvious reasons. Obviously, the mayor is the key spokesperson for council and therefore needs to be across those issues, across all three wards in our city. And so, really, I guess, getting a grasp of that uh, is is really important. And so... Um, really, I guess, really excited for the, the next 12 months uh, in terms of working on some of those projects, including things like some of our major projects, whether that be the, uh, the A-League Stadium uh, out there in Tarnit or really advocating continuing that work around the Western Roads package uh, to make sure that in the case of roads that they're being delivered on time and on budget by the state government but also addressing some of the concerns that come along the way with those types of projects in the city. Yeah, it's a big job. Part of uh, what comes with the mayoral robes is the uh, is the growth and transport portfolio too, which is is got to be the hottest potato in the room. Oh, definitely, definitely. We we've heard a lot about obviously the level crossing removal. It's a very significant project that's underway in the city of Wyndham, and that's a, a game changer for everybody. Yeah, whether that be the Hoppers Crossing specific removal, right down to the Cherry Werribee Street uh, level crossing removals as well. So these are the types of projects that uh, you you do them once and they're there forever. And it's really important that we get that right and in scope as much as we can as a local council. And so we've been working collaboratively with uh, the Level uh, Crossing Removal uh, Authority around how we make sure that these types of projects are delivered the best way they can for a community. But there's only so much we can influence, Kevin, in these types of projects, but we certainly do our best when it comes to those types of projects. And then there are things we are influencing quite heavily, as I mentioned before, the A-League Stadium, $200 million-plus project 
it's so innovative that it's the first in the country uh, when it comes to capturing what we call value capture, working with the private sector to deliver an exciting stadium for our city. And it will impact not just our city, but the western suburbs. And one of the key messages that I've been, uh, I guess, spruiking uh, since uh, I was elected as the mayor is we want to build a sustainable, livable city, not just a big city. We don't want to be a city of housing. We want to be a city that's inclusive of those local jobs, that delivers the types of services that the public want, and also making sure that we attract the investment that we need to deliver a city where everybody can be proud to live and work as yep. well. And 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 uh, working obviously is one of the, uh, the and job creation is one of the major things that council doesn't have a great control over. But certainly you're working in the areas with the with the state government, the federal government, who do have more control over that and the business sector. Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, we do have some control, though, Kevin. I mean, in the case of the Werribee City Centre, we know that there is around two thousand jobs there, and that's projected to double over the next five to six years. And so in terms of what Council's been doing, we've really worked hard to influence the type of investment that we've got down there with the Polygra development and that catalyst site development because we recognise that we can't always rely on the state and federal government to deliver the types of job creation that we need. So that's a really good example, I think, of a project where Council has worked very hard to attract private investment and really revitalise the Werribee CBD. So oh, yeah. it is those types of examples, and, and as I mentioned before, the A-League did, um, that we really do as a local council bat above our weight. We're not just a council of rates, roads and rubbish. We recognise that the community has a real hunger around making sure we create those local jobs and also making sure it's a livable, sustainable city. And so there's just a handful of examples of where council over the course of this term has really worked to deliver in areas which traditionally, as you do point out, aren't usually the purview of local government, but we are as a local council making sure we do our very best uh, with the ratepayers' um, funds that we obviously receive on an annual basis to deliver for them. Yep, and the ratepayers got their notices uh, for the second instalment <laughs> and got told they, they've got a little bit of extra time to play because of a uh, or to pay because of a, a little uh, glitch that happened in the system, but that, that, uh, that stuff happens all the time. Very true, Kevin. I think uh, we obviously recognise that when these things happen, we'll do what we can to be really lenient. And that's why we've given that extension of time for those that were affected, because we recognise that it's important to be balanced about these types of issues. And where there are areas uh, errors that occur, we'll obviously be upfront with that and work in the best interest. Oh, I think that's terrific. That you know, bureaucracy has a has a, a poor name with a lot of people, but to actually put your hand up and say, "Hang on, <laughs> we made a mistake here. We're going to fix it." Uh, uh, I think that was terrific. Um, one of the areas that obviously uh, people have talked about a lot over the the the, the time that you've been in council uh, and and even yep. before that is this East Werribee precinct, which seems to be now a lost cause. Is what, what what's the council's kind of uh, call on that at the moment? Look, we're obviously bitterly disappointed about uh, the outcome there on that side and in terms of uh, what we want to see in that space, we've always believed that it needs to be a national employment cluster zone. And that's why we've argued uh, to the Minister for uh, Priority Precincts, Gavin Jennings, uh, as well as all of the bureaucratic stakeholders, that it is important that that site still remains a key jobs cluster. We know from some of the departmental documents that are out for consultation that the department does recognise that this is a space where we need to create local jobs. And so this is a priority area of ours and that's why um, recently we held a symposium which was comprised of some of those agencies that were there to basically make the point that we will hold them accountable around creating local jobs for local people. 
And we simply won't back away from this idea that this will remain a paddock for decades to come because we recognise that it's simply unacceptable for it to stay that way. And so, as I mentioned before, when we know that 70% of our workforce is leaving the city, Kevin, we need to make sure that we reduce that number. And one of the key ways to do that is, of course, that site. And it's high-quality jobs, high-quality local jobs. And that's why we are continuing to invest in this space, both in an advocacy context. I know that the former mayor and the CEO uh, certainly were out there advocating for strong action on this, and I'll continue to do that in the final term as the mayor for this year around making sure that we get a commitment uh, that jobs will be created on that side. Oh, no, it's terrific. Uh, the Justice Precinct, that's another one that's been a fairly hot uh, topic over the over the last three or four years. Yeah, look, it certainly is. And um, obviously we have uh, concerns around whether or not um, we will ultimately get the funding for that project. So we'll continue to work with uh, the Victorian government around where they're at with that project bid. I know Councillor McElhaney and her Safer Communities portfolio is working diligently uh, in in terms of highlighting the importance of moving this project forward. Uh, We also know that there is the potential, as we've seen in consultation, they're looking at North Melbourne, for example. So really making sure that this does come in terms of what was originally planned here in the city of Wyndham is paramount. And we'll have more to say on that, uh, of course, over the next 12 months as we see what comes out of the next state budget. But I certainly agree, Kevin. I think we, we certainly need to see that investment, not just from a job uh, perspective, but, you know, we've obviously got the youth detention centre out here. There's been a commitment around trying to revitalise this space in terms of creation of jobs when it comes into law and order. And so it would yeah. be great to see that continued and we look forward to seeing what's in the future budget announcements from sure. the Treasurer. Josh, we've all got a to-do list, uh, you know, of things we have to do each day. What, what's uh, what's top of your to-do list, um, you know, for, uh, in, in terms of uh, what, you're, what you're looking at right now? Well, look, there's a spectrum of things. Um, yeah, I I'll think bet. in the case <laughs> in the case in the case of infrastructure, I think we've all heard loud and clear that the Sayers Road train station is a key issue in the yep. northern part of the city of Wyndham. Really making sure that we get a budget commitment in the next state budget around this issue is paramount. We've heard loud and clear around the car parking, the commuter car parking as well. So continue to advocate. We know the state and federal governments have committed funds and now we want to see that through in terms of that commuter car parking. It's things like looking at Werribee South, as I mentioned uh, in my mural speech, making sure that the food bowl of Werribee South is protected and that we invest in the agricultural section of our community. I mean, this is an economy, Kevin, that is worth hundreds of millions of dollars per year, and we need to make sure that we continue that great work. From a mobility perspective, how we get people around our city, and uh, then, of course, finally, the jobs aspect as well. So we're very passionate to make sure that we deliver on some of those projects we've discussed uh, throughout this um, podcast. Um, particularly areas that council has full control over. So these are the types of issues that I'll continue to work with. And really, it's the uh, foremost um, point of that will always be the notion that we need to uh, keep the vision of being a sustainable city, not just a big city, uh, because I think we know from the Metropolis survey that's done within our community every year that people are pretty loud and clear about if we're going to have the level of population out here in the West and indeed in Wyndham, the infrastructure and the social services need to keep up with that. So our councillors will continue to advocate across all tiers of government and in in terms of what we can do in local government, do it well. And I think in so many areas, whether that be kinders, our libraries, our child and maternal health services, we really do well. And that's why our customer satisfaction in those areas 
uh, is as high and indeed higher than just about any other metropolitan council. Josh, are we starting to get the kind of political uh, muscle that we deserve for the amount of people that we have in the area? Uh, is that starting to develop a little better than it has been over the last sort of decade? Look, I think so. I think um, certainly it, we've seen a lot of recent announcements, as I mentioned, the level crossing removal yep. uh, to, of course, uh, some of the investment around the Wyndham Park redevelopment. We've seen a lot of the private sector come through, but I think there's always going to be that material need. It will... Uh, particularly on a Commonwealth level, making sure that we get some of the Commonwealth funding as well. I know that there's the $75 billion infrastructure package for the nation. We're the third fastest growing city in the nation, and I don't think we get enough out of that pool of funding. So we'll continue to advocate not only to our local federal member, but of course to the government of the day around how we get more of that type of funding. And then on a state level, uh, it's, as I've mentioned before, it's really analysing any sort of cost shifting that may be occurring and really keeping the state government accountable around their fair share and contributing to our community. So look, there are some exciting projects underway and I guess in terms of the advocacy work we're doing, that's why we're running so hard on our Schools for Wyndham campaign and our I Love Kinder campaign because yep. we know that a vast majority of our community at the moment, we've got a median age, Kevin, of 32 years of age and so many families here. And so we need to make sure that we have enough schools and delivering permanency in terms of funding for kinders because it starts at that life stage and continues through. So I guess that's some of the work, as I mentioned before, that this council does beyond just the race roads and rubbish. It isn't something that we usually talk about, I guess, in interviews like this, but I think it's something that not only uh, me as the mayor is incredibly proud of uh, for this term, but all councillors and indeed all the staff that continue to work towards that vision, and that is to create a livable, sustainable city for us into the future. Josh, I can tell you your passion and your enthusiasm uh, for for the (laughs) job uh, as the mayor. Have you you enjoyed being a councillor? Oh, absolutely. I think it it comes with the trials and tribulations. You know, there are good times. And then there are tough times and there are tough decisions that you need to make as well as really good decisions you can be proud of. There are legacy items where you can go, I fixed that issue and it's been there for decades. And then, of course, there is the feeling of what will happen in 10 to 20 years and how do I, as a decision maker, put our community first around those types of issues. So, look, for me, uh, it's been a phenomenal opportunity. It is absolutely above and beyond the expectations that I had walking into the door of uh, Princess uh, Highway down here in, in Werribee in 2016 and really getting an understanding of the type of things we're involved with. I'm passionate, as you've mentioned. I'm dedicated and I know that all of my councillor colleagues are and even through the tough times, I think our council has been resilient around working collaboratively as a group to deliver outcomes. We could get bogged down on you know, political issues that aren't the role of local government, whereas we've really been focused and targeted on issues that traditionally may not be seen as local government, but we have delivered for our community and achieved outcomes. And as I've mentioned on a series of projects, I'll give you one example. I think the Tarnit North Kindergarten was a good one where we lobbied really hard to the minister and we, we knew that uh, if we didn't have enough kinder places by the, that next year, um, that we had a choice. We could sit back and say nothing and let the state government dictate the terms or we could get out there and really expose this issue. And so we did. Uh, and so it's those types of things that ended up resulting in the Parnit North Kindergarten being funded yep. and additional monies from the minister. So I think what the one thing that our ratepayers and our community can take away is that this is a council that is doing everything it can to put ratepayers, families and individuals first, and that is across the spectrum of projects we've discussed today. 
what we're keen to do. And what I'm keen to do in the final year is really continue that work and finish off some of the projects we've started as well. You're our uh, youngest ever mayor in the uh, in the city of Wyndham slash Werribee. I'm, I'm told I am, yeah. <laughs> yes, at, at 26 years of age. Uh, do, yeah. Is there someone that you go to as a, as a mentor that uh, kind of run things past sometimes if you kind of do feel like, oh, hang on, I need to I need to have a chat to someone about this? Yeah, look, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have a few friends um, that are involved in, in politics. Um, so I've, I have a, a friend who was recently elected to the Senate and I've got also some councillors in the southeast um, that really do provide that mentorship and, and also uh, were elected at very young ages. Um, and I guess that also is helpful because you understand uh, what local government is and how best to deliver for um, ratepayers and individuals as an elected councillor. So I do call on them for advice um, and, and did in the, in the first couple of years around how I can be the best councillor for the community. Um, but yeah, look, uh, I think uh, it is a, a huge honour and a privilege to have been elected uh, at the age of 26. And I think, look, to be honest with you, I think the way the uh, median age is going, Kevin, I won't be surprised if someone younger than me in the future gets uh, elected uh, that defeats me as the youngest ever. But uh, I think that's sort of the trend we're seeing. And it's good. And I've heard this. Uh, so many residents have said that it's it's great to have a younger person elected as the mayor, someone who's passionate and vibrant. I think following the steps of Mia Shaw, who was a great example of a, a youthful, pragmatic leader who really got out there in the community and did the best she could as the mayor. And it's someone that I certainly want to emulate in this final year and, and get out there and hear the issues and how we can work collaboratively to achieve solutions on behalf of the community. Now, Josh, you're not going to get a lot of spare time in the next 12 months because you'll be, <laughs> you literally will be at the opening of an envelope for the next 12 months. But uh, outside yeah, of right. uh, when you get away from council and get away from all that sort of stuff, what what uh, what does Josh Gilligan like to do to sort of um, just uh, relax and chill out? Yeah, look, uh, look, I cook occasionally. I'm not exactly a master chef level, <laughs> but uh, look, love love cooking. I recently got a a new puppy as well. So uh, just trying to broaden it out in terms of life experience. I think for me, I probably spend quite a lot of time working in the community and, and spend very little downtime, something that I often am, am advised by my mentors that I should do. But love the footy. I'm a big Essendon supporter, usually at most games. So these are some of the things that I like to do. And, of course, recently uh, a sign-up of Western United team uh, with the, the A-League as well. Yep. So there's plenty to do, and there's plenty to do in our community too, if you think about it. We've got so many events we run on weekends, but that's probably the things I like to do. If you don't see me here in the city of Wyndham, it'll be because I'm down there at uh, the football uh, watching the Bombers play. Um, but, yeah, certainly spend most of my time here locally doing things where I can. And now, given that we're a fresh generational change is what you promised, does that mean is the, are the robes going to get the flick or are the mayoral robes still <laughs> – are we are looking at those to update those a little? I think they've been around for 150 years. Yeah, look, they, the, the regalia certainly uh, has its ancestry <laughs> with it. I think that's very true. Look, I guess for me, they're only worn in a, in a citizenship ceremony capacity. I think um, that, that seems to bring a lot of uh, benefit to um, those that are swearing an oath and becoming Australian citizens. So it, it seems that that aspect of the theatre adds value uh, to those types of ceremonies. So won't ditch them for those types of events. <laughs> um but certainly, you won't see me walking around in them. I can guarantee you that, Kevin, in an ordinary day, yeah. uh, certainly out and about. 
Uh, if I'm not in my suit, I'll certainly be in my jeans with my RM. That's usually RM Williams shoes. That's usually how I roll. And uh, yeah, certainly uh, not one to wear it unless, of course, it's absolutely reasonable and necessary. Good on you, Josh. We appreciate your time on the Talking Wyndham podcast. No doubt we'll talk to you uh, during uh, 2020. Uh, all the best of luck. Uh, have a great Christmas and uh, a new year, and we will talk to you in 2020. Thank you, and keep up the good work that you do, Kevin. Have a good day. Well, thanks to our Mayor, uh, Councillor Josh Gilligan, for joining us here on the Talking Wyndham podcast. No doubt we'll talk to him in uh, in 2020. And more coming up on this uh, podcast. Don't forget to go to the Committee for Wyndham website, all the details there of what's going on and the Facebook page, and look forward to uh, talking to you again very soon. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. <laughs>